Hey guys, it's Kat. So before today's episode starts, I wanted to plug my Patreon. By contributing every month, you'll get access to exclusive episodes and creative content. The funding helps me afford new equipment and a better listening experience for you. The link to that Patreon is going to be www.patreon.com slash I'll leave that link in the description below, but if uninterested, enjoy today's episode. Bye. Test, test, one, two, three. Test, test, one, two, three. Hey guys, welcome to Brain Food. This is episode 15 of season two. I literally just had to restart my whole episode because I started crying in the middle of it. Um, I've, there's a lot to unpack in this episode and we're not leaving it for next session. We're leaving it for right now. Um, I've been very emotionally vulnerable for the past month, maybe month and a half where like, I don't think I've ever cried this much in my life. Like, but it's not in like, it's not in the sense of like pain. I just think I have like all of like this pent up, like not anger, but like just everything because I've like, okay, we're going to like leave that for like the middle of the episode. Let's, let's get started. (laughs) Um, So basically today we're going to, I have a majority of things when it, you know, when it comes to college growth looking into the past we're just gonna go all in today i'm not really sure if today's gonna be a longer episode but it's definitely gonna be past like the 35 minute mark um but i literally just recorded like 20 minutes of uh content and i just started bawling crying and like and i tried to like keep going and i was like and and i just i couldn't do it so i just cut it out and we're gonna start over so this is me starting over um but yeah Today's episode is called Looking Forward Even When It's Hard. Um, I have a lot of stuff written down. I have a lot of answers from you guys, and we're just going to go right into it. Um, So I just got done filming my first short film. Um, I'm in the post-production part of it now where I'm just editing, adding music, adding coloring, just doing all like the nitpicky things, but... It should be out by the end of December. That's my plan, at least. Um, I'm really, really, really proud of this just in general because the way I put it together I directed it I'm gonna edit it I'm gonna I produced it I did it all by myself and I've never done anything like this before I've never you know used a film camera I've never used I've never used a video camera I've never done camera angles I've I've only done storyboarding and just writing it and I think it's only gonna come out to be like three or four minutes long but at the same time like I made it and I'm and I'm proud of it and I put a lot of work into it as short as it is because it is only a segment of my main screenplay that I've made. It's literally only like a couple scenes out of like the 150 uh scene uh script that I that I ri- that I wrote. But that's what I did last week. That's why we didn't have an episode last week, but um I have a lot on my plate right now. You know, not in the school sense, it's just in my head sense. I think I have been realizing a lot of things, been coming to terms with a lot of things and trying to be better, trying to learn more about myself and my past. Um, you know, stuff that we've already talked about on here, but I think I'm trying to go more in depth and trying to actually make a change for the better in my mindset at least because I can do all of these things I can eat good I've been going to the gym more eating a lot like in a disciplined way a lot stricter with myself 
I can do all these things, but if my mindset's not in the place that it's supposed to be, then none of these things actually matter. It's just the outward appearance of good, I guess, is what I have right now. But And I'm good in my head still, and I'm in a good mindset, but I really want to make it better, you know? And not to say that, like, once you have a good mindset, you won't have problems, but, like, I just have a lot of memories and issues when it comes to my childhood and I'm coming to a lot of like revelations recently and it has not been pretty on the outward appearance. I've cried maybe like almost every night just writing or just like remembering shit. (laughs) Um, And I don't know where it's coming from but it's happening and I'm going to try to make the best out of it and try to learn from it and trying to understand myself better so I could be better. Um, But I have a lot of stuff written down. I have a lot of stuff to go over with you guys today. Give some good advice um, because that's what I'm here for. And that's why I have this podcast. Um, So I wanted to start off with loneliness in college because I feel like it's a major thing that's going on right now, you know, Um, especially with social media. I feel like when everyone's talking about it, then everyone puts themselves in that situation like, oh, I did feel kind of lonely this day. And not to say like, Because you see something, you just automatically, like, think that, you know, oh my god, that's me for real. Like, this is so real. Like, not stupid shit like that. Like, kind of in the sense of, I feel like when you're constantly seeing stuff online about, oh, I'm so lonely, oh, college is so boring, like, you're gonna get into that mindset of, like, you know, no one likes me, no one wants to talk to me, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I feel like the social media part of it is really making it bad for a lot of people because, you know, if they think one person's lonely, then they're like, oh, I'm lonely too. Let me just like, you know, just fuck everyone else. Like, you know, I'm lonely because people fucking suck. And, you know, that might be true, but that's probably not true. And I feel like the social media part of it is just very big part of it because I feel like we're on our phones all the time anyway. We don't know how to talk to each other anyway. And then you add the fact that like, oh, I'm so lonely. I can't make any friends. Well, it's like, it's because you're not talking to anybody and I'm guilty of it too. You know, I think I'm an independent person to begin with, but I put myself in a big city with 9 million people and I don't think I really like that many people that I go to school with. So I go out to different places looking for people and I find the same thing and maybe maybe I'm the problem, you know, then I ask myself that question. And, you know, no, maybe it's just the fact that we are living in a world where people don't know how to talk to each other anymore. So the few people who actually do know how to talk to each other feel alone. And I know that's a big reach to make, but I think that's what I'm going through right now, because I feel like every conversation with every single person my age I've had for the past three months is just superficial bullshit. And maybe that's the teenagers in us. Maybe that's the 18, 17, 19-year-olds in us that are going to fashion school in New York City. And maybe that's all that they're going to care about. But I'd like to believe that there's more to people than that, you know, than that outward appearance that they put out on each other. Because I'm not going to lie, like I don't put on that facade anymore. And I think that's why people, and I don't want to say people are intimidated by me because I don't think that's a hundred percent true and that sounds a little bit conceited but I think people are intimidated by my honesty at least 
I've encountered a bunch of people where I'm just talking about my ideas, talking about where I want to be in four years, what I'm going to do with my degree. And they haven't even thought as far as what their day is going to look like tomorrow. And not to say that like people who aren't where I am right now are less than me and that, you know, they're, they don't amount to anything, but I'm trying to get myself out of the mindset where I, where I'm so judgy because I can be very judgy in my head because honestly, I think this is true where when I see someone is disorganized, when I see someone is late all the time, like I hate it. I do. I find it very offensive when people are late to things, when they tell me they're going to be there at a certain time. But I think a part of me sees my past self in that person and I fucking hate it. And then that puts me down to the rabbit hole of like, okay, we got to get over this because you can't be judging people based off of where you were like two years ago, three years ago, you know? Because that's not fair because you would get mad at people for doing what you're doing right now. And, you know, that led me down the rabbit hole of like, okay, let's go deep into my past and like try to not undo this, this anger and frustration. Let's try to learn from it so it's not such a big issue in my head anymore. Um, you know, and then I saw my parents in like the middle of October, we went to like a concert, um, and then like the week before I wrote my dad like this huge lengthy letter because I just broke down one night because I was like, I had like that, like that, that revelation of like, I was so, I treated my parents the way kids at school treated me. And, like, that entered my brain and I was like, oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Like, my parents, you know, and the older and older I get, like, I realize that my parents, my parents have been nothing but amazing parents, you know? And I treated them like shit. I did. And I'm not proud of it. And I'm, like, literally, like, fucking, like, choking up right now even thinking about it. Because every time I think about it now, I get upset. We're, like... My parents have been great parents. They provided and loved me and showed me affection. And I turned around and was boom, just fucking treated them like shit because I was having a hard time. And that's not a easy thing to swallow, you know? That's what she said. Sorry. <laughs> if, if I don't laugh in the middle of this, I'm going to start crying again. Um, and what else did I write down? And, you know, on, on that note where I have to realize that maybe... Maybe when I was a kid, I wasn't the problem. When kids started treating me like shit, I started to hate myself. And then I started to hate everyone around me. And that's where I'd found myself last month. Like, I couldn't get myself to like one person authentically that I went to school with. And I was like, like, you know, I'm not the problem. And maybe I'm not. Maybe it's just like this deep-rooted seed that has been put in me since I was a kid to hate myself, hate everyone around me because they don't like me. So now I just assume that anyone that I come into contact with doesn't like me because that's what I've been used to my whole life. And then that causes me to be like, okay, well, fuck them. Fuck you. Um, I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to succeed and rub it in your face. And that is not a good mindset to have, truly. And anybody who's in that position... Where you think, you know, the world's out to get you and maybe they are. Maybe they are out to get you. Maybe you're getting bullied and maybe you're getting harassed. At the end of the day, 
you need to realize that the people that are treating you like that are going to turn around 20 minutes later and just not think about what they just did to you. And it's not as personal as it seems. And you just need to look forward and just keep moving and keep pushing and keep moving on and just keep working on yourself and the way that you treat people. If you treat people the right way, you won't be where I am emotionally right now. And I don't think I, like I said, I don't have a lot of regrets But I regret how I treated my parents. And that's probably the biggest regret of my life. Truly. Like. I think my parents treated me so well. That I was so comfortable around them. Knowing that they would love me no matter what. That like. I took advantage of the fact that like. When I was struggling they would help me. So like I knew whenever I was having a hard time at school. I would. Be able to fall back on them. And I took advantage of that. That's all it really comes down to. And if I keep talking about this, I'm going to start fucking crying again. So we're going to move on. Um, I said I stopped caring about social presence. I'm trying to be good for me again. I don't know. I feel I feel like even last year I felt that same way, but there still was a little part of me that still cared about what people thought about me. And I'm trying to get to a place where that is the last of my problems, that and money. Um, because I work myself so hard in every aspect of my life. And especially when it comes to like work, like I, I haven't been working a lot, which has thrown me off because I've spent a long time since I was like 14, 15, working a lot, doing a lot and saving all of this money. And, you know, where where does that get me after I've saved all that money? You know, I want to get to a place where like, I want to be doing something that makes me feel satisfied. And I I think even as an artist, I think, I don't think I'm ever, ever truly satisfied with anything I do. And I'm trying to get to a place where like I can finally just relax and be alone and be okay with who I am as a person with the people and relationships that I've had. And that's why I'm trying to work on my relationship with my family now, you know, because one day I'm going to turn 35 and my parents might not be here and I don't want to regret the relationship that I had with them, you know. And maybe that's selfish. And, bruh, there ain't no way they're vacuuming right now. Give me five minutes. Okay, they stopped the vacuum. Also, I just took like a 20-minute break um, (laughs) and looked at my favorites in TikTok because I literally started crying when that vacuum went off and I was like, everything is going wrong. I also think my period's coming, so I gotta fucking like chill out. I gotta fucking chill out. Um... (laughs) I just saw this TikTok and it was like that scene from Monsters, Inc. when like the fucking lizard Randall, like, (laughs) he goes invisible and like he starts beating up Sully and it just said like Fight Club. And I like, like literally like was crying and laughing like it was perfect. So now I feel better. Oh, I feel so much better that I saw that. It was so good. Um, Sorry to headphone users that just heard me scream. I just saw the fucking spike in my audio. I'm sorry. Um, okay, let's get back to it. Um, trying to pinpoint where I lost my faith and hope. I think that was around like June, I think. 
I think it was literally like the day after my one year sober. I was like, okay, I'm done now. Like I can do this for the rest of my life. I don't have to try anymore. This is what I've been working for. And then I kind of gave up a little bit, like not like gave up, but like kind of like settled for a little bit of time, you know? And then I went on vacation and then I worked for two weeks and then I went to college and I didn't really get to experience anything. I wasn't working towards anything because I had, someone just fucking knocked on my door. I'm not opening it, bitches. Um, also, that's another thing. People like will just like I will hear my my doorknob rattle in the middle of the night because someone's trying to get into my dorm. And I hope she's at the door still listening to me saying this so she stops. Because my first two weeks I was here, I woke up in the middle of the night and some girl was just standing in my doorway with the door open. So I started locking it. Anyway, get back to what I was saying. Um, I think I kind of just like settled for a little bit because like at that point I'd gotten to the college that I wanted to, saved up all this money, went on vacation, graduated high school. I did what I'd set out to do when I was 15. So, you know, what do I start working towards now? Basically, What, what was my mindset was like, what do I have now that I can work towards? Nothing. You know, I have what I want. Um, and I think that's kind of where my little bit of down period was because like, you know, what was I really working towards? Nothing. I was just working, getting money that I wasn't really spending because I save it and then going to college and, you know, that that's where I am now, you know, and my mind kind of went to this place of like, okay, well, you got to work for something or else you're going to have no motivation to do what you've been working so hard for to you know go to college and get all this shit done so then you know sorry this mic is all fucked up um I kind of had this idea in my head like all right well I'm gonna make this short film and I know I'm gonna love it and I did I do I know I'm gonna love the process of it and I know it's gonna be tedious but I know I'm gonna be happy with the final product and I know I'm going to be still and if I love this so much I'm just going to keep working towards it. I'm going to keep working towards storyboarding, towards my my illustration degree and, you know, packing up all these classes and getting what I need to do done because I want to move out to LA when I'm done with college. That's my plan Um, because I love New York. I love it here. I don't think I'd I'd ever not love it here, but if film is something I want to do, I have to go to LA. I have to. It's a part because if I get a job here for film, they're going to send me to L.A. anyway, you know, and, you know, that got my motivation blood boiling and running again where I'm like, you know, I'm just going to keep making films, keep coming up with ideas, keep doing what I'm doing, keep moving forward, keep looking forward and I'm I'm going to be successful. Um, and that's my that's my running motivation right now is to, you know, get good grades in school. Like I'm supposed to keep writing scripts, keep making films, keep doing well in art classes, work on my skill in art so I can start storyboarding so I can become a writer and producer and director one day and do great things. And I want to move out to L.A. and, you know, and spend my time in New York here and get a good internship so I can do that. And yeah, 
that's that's my running force right now and I know it doesn't seem like a lot but it's a it's a far long journey away but I have a plan and I have a general idea of what I want to do now and I'm going to just keep trying to find myself through this and I'm and I'm going to be okay you know and that's that's my running drive that's my drive right now and it doesn't seem like a lot but it is it means the world to me right now is that I actually have something to work towards now because I didn't the whole summer I didn't in September and it started to pour in and around October because I realized what I'd done to myself really um was basically you know stop trying and I'm like where is all this unhappiness coming from it was because I didn't have a schedule I didn't have a routine anymore I was all over the place and I didn't realize it, but I was. And I was arrogant in a way because I was like, I'm doing everything that I need to do. And so what's wrong with me? Why am I so upset? Um, and it's a mixture of things. You know, when I moved out to college, my first month, I didn't miss my family. And I told my family, I was like, I don't even want to come back here for Christmas. I don't ever want to come back. Fuck you. Like, not fuck you, but kind of like I hate Long Island and that's where my arrogant self would come out when it came to like coming home and you know having to see my family again because I love my family but in my head I was like well I have all this this hurt here why come back and that's an awful awful way to look at things you know I I literally remember saying this and this was something I went by, which is fucking stupid now that I think about it. If you burn enough bridges, sometimes you just have to move on. Like, that sounds so fucking stupid, you know? Like, I thought, like, if you already ruined something and you just burn enough bridges, then maybe it's just time to move on. And I remember saying that to my best friend and her being, you know, being like saying exactly what I just said. Like, that's so fucking stupid. But that's something I genuinely believed in was that like, I'm so hurt, I'm so damaged and I'm past a point of recovery and trying to fix it. Maybe it's just time to move on to something else and basically just ignore it. And look where I am right now, choking up. Like I can't even get like 20 minutes of speech out without almost crying because I have it all packed down inside of me, you know? And that's just not a good way to go through your life because what happens when I blink and I'm out of college, I'm 20, whatever, 21, 22, and my parents are getting older, my grandparents are getting older, all these people around me, you know, what if I stuck to my guns and was like, I'm not going home? That would be so upsetting for my parents, so upsetting for my family, anyone that was close to me. And I think I was stuck in that mindset for a long time because like I just I was I think I'm just scared of hurt. And I am. And that caused me to, you know, really dig into my childhood of like okay, well what hurt me? What things hurt me? You know? Because I keep saying that I'm hurt, but like, I don't even know what hurt me. Like I do deep down, you know, and then that's why I'm talking about it now. Cause I know what it is now, but for a long time, I thought it was my parents 
and I've come to a point in my life now where I'm like, no, it wasn't my parents. You know, my parents, like, I didn't like my parents' reaction to my arrogance. I didn't like being wrong. I think the most, and, you know, and there was another thing, like, no, it came from the drugs. And, you know, of course that hurt me, but, like, I don't think that's the stem of it. I think the stem of it was kids in school and kids my age in school. And I think that's why I'm so detached from kids my age in general, because I just, I came from a mindset of, like, well, I can't get along with these people. Why try? You know, um, and I'm in a place now where I want to, I want to start opening up myself more, and, you know, I can sit on here and say all these things, but like the difference is if I actually go and do it and, and I'm doing it, I did it for the past two weeks and I've, you know, ugh, it's annoying sometimes to have those awkward moments and those weird, uncomfortable conversations that don't flow, but like, if I don't try, I'm never going to get it right. My parents have told me that my whole life, like, because I was outgoing as a kid. I, you know, like I wasn't afraid to like say what was on my mind and I st- I'm still not, but I've restricted myself subconsciously in a way where like, I'm so scared that they're going to look at me weird or not understand what I'm saying. And most of the time they don't because I do have a, <laughs> a quite weird outlook on life sometimes in the way that I handle things, but it always works out for me. But I think what's important in life is to be able to connect with people and have people be with you for things that are important to you. And I think I've come to a point where I'm almost an adult now. I am an adult where I'm like a growing adult where like, I want to start like sharing things with people and I look around and I have nobody and that's scary you know, and I want to get out of that. So through a lot of writing, through a lot of self-discovery and trying to help myself and be more open to other people, I'm getting there. Mentally, like the mentally, the mental part is the hardest part. And I know a lot of people struggle with this. And I know a lot of people have social anxiety. And I don't even think I have social anxiety per se, but I think I'm just terrified of people looking at me and hating what they see because I hated what I saw because of other people. And I think that's my greatest fear is people not getting what I'm saying. People not understanding me and thinking I'm weird and maybe that's superficial and I shouldn't I shouldn't care what people think about me. But I've been so many different people throughout my life and nobody's liked any of them. And that's damaging, you know? You know, like the more and more I think about it, that's really fucked up. That I've been an outgoing kid. I've been the tall girl who's quiet. I've been the tall girl who's loud. I've been the drug addict. I've been the girl who shaved her head. I've been the girl with the shaved eyebrows, different colored hair. I've been the girl with the weird fashion. I've been the girl with the normal fashion. I've been the girl who goes to the gym. I've been all of these people. I've looked a thousand different ways and still nobody has looked at me and said, I care about you. I love you, cat, And that's fucked up if you actually think about it. And it is. 
And I think that's what's damaged me in my life is that people don't cherish me as a person. So it's caused me to be arrogant. It's caused me to be selfish. It's caused me to do everything by myself. And that'll put good things in me, but also put really damaging things in me too. And anybody who's going through that, I want you to know that you're not alone in that situation because that's what I'm going through right now. If you feel like this, it's normal. And I have this mindset now where like, it's painful because I haven't found anybody who thinks the way that I do, but I know there's people out there who do, but they're too scared to say it or they're not in a a place where they can say it yet. But I know when I do meet that person, it'll be real and it'll be right. And if I keep doing things like this, where I'm being honest, trying to help other people, being a good person for myself, then I'll be rewarded with it at some point. But in the meantime, I have to go through the frustrating stage and painful part of it where it's like waiting, trying to understand myself, being honest with myself, letting the truth you know, flow past that arrogant wall in my brain that kind of like resists this truth. And I'm just going to let it out, and be honest and keep looking forward even when things are hard. Yes, I just title dropped. Um, not me fucking like crying, but this is real. This is honest. This is as honest as you're going to get cat. Um, even with this, even with this film, it's awoken a lot of stuff inside of me that I haven't felt since I was a kid. And I think college is doing that for me too. I've never been as social as I am now though. For the past couple of months, I've been the most social that I've, I think I've ever been in my entire life because there's just the sheer fact of how many people there are around me. And I find that the people I connect with most are the people that I'd never see again, you know, like just strangers on the side of the road or, or I'm on the subway or just having a conversation with somebody at work. Those are the ones that mean the most to me because my selfish part of me is like, I'll never see them again and they can't hurt me. But like I said, we're trying to get past that stage in my life, that, that thinking part of myself, that, that seven-year-old cat inside of me that's so afraid of everything. I want to get to a point where I'm mature. And I, I am mature. I've been mature my whole life. But I want to be emotionally stable, just like everyone else. you know. And I know everyone else isn't emotionally stable. We just hide it. Some people are really good at hiding it. And yeah. That felt really good. I'm not going to lie. That's probably, I think I kept crying because I kept trying to word it in a way where I sounded smart or I sounded intelligent or emotionally intelligent, but I just said it how it is and I don't feel like crying anymore and I don't have a knot in my throat anymore and that feels really good and I feel like anybody who feels this way or just has a problem in general when it comes to their past or their mental health is to just Say it as it is, because if you don't, it's going to fester inside of you for the rest of your life. Think about it. I'm dealing with shit that I've been dealing with since I was five that I didn't even really let past my brain until a couple weeks ago, you know, and I think, or maybe it's just as simple as like college sucks and you have a lot of time to think, but I don't think it's that. I think it's what I just said. 
But, or even, I, I think, and I've said this before, I think pen to paper is the most crucial part of expressing things, whether that's in an art form, writing, just words, scribbles, just pen to paper or pencil to paper is very, very important when it comes to letting things out, letting things go. I wrote a letter and I burned it. That felt really good because I know no one will ever see that. And it's just important to me. And it was the same thing with my tattoo where like, it's on me. I know it's there, but no one's ever going to be able to see it. So that's why it's important to me. And I think the most important things in life are self-discovery and then second to that is probably having people around you that care about you and I think that's why I'm having this like emotional revelation is because I don't have my mom or my dad to be like it's gonna be okay which is fucking stupid and sounds entitled of me but it's true and it's happening and especially with the fact of me trying to like make my relationship with my family better you know because I and it's like so stupid because I keep seeing it everywhere like oh you're like this whole time that you've been alive your parents are getting older and that like oh fuck like that made me so upset because you know not to get all like soul searchy and like deep on you guys but like if you have parents in your life right now or just caregivers in general they're not gonna be there forever so try to cherish the relationship or any anything that you have with them. Just make it as good as it can be. And then some, because they're not going to be there forever. And you want to cherish their your relationship with them for the rest of your life. Even if it's nothing. You know? Because I think the people that raised you, you know, depending on your situation, are the people that are going to stick with you dead or alive for the rest of your life um let's see what else i wrote oh my god sorry that was like probably just like destroyed your ears and i said like crying it out is very important especially from someone who repressed emotions for a majority of their life unless it was anger Having the emotion of sadness be prevalent in my life again sounds like so sad and so lonely, but it is such a breath of fresh air to be able to just like, when I'm sad, I can cry now because nobody can see me cry. So I might as well do it if I have the opportunity because whenever I was feeling sad, whenever I was feeling like upset, I'd get frustrated because I didn't want to cry. So I'd just get angry. But now when I'm sad or I like and it's not even like sad, like this deep fucking philosophy thing. It's just like if I see a sad video on my phone of like a dog or animal, I'll cry. If I see like the other day I saw a rat and it got ran over by the subway and I started crying like just the like just anything sad, like just let it like just let it like let it all out and just fucking cry about it and like be sad because like I have all of this like pent up sadness inside of me. And I wasn't be able to, like, let it out. I wasn't able to experience that emotion of sadness for years. And now that I am, like, as painful as it is sometimes, like, I feel like a new person the next day I wake up. And that's something I haven't felt since my few months of being sober, you know? 
because like when I was like a couple weeks sober, those were the best days of my life. Like after that three week period, like weeks four through like 16, I, if I could experience those times again, I would a hundred percent because I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I get to do this today. Like I get to be alive today. And like, that's how I'm feeling right now. You know, not to that extent, but like being able to like feel things again has been very, very important to me. Even if it's something as sad as like crying or like, you know, feeling like lonely, like it's something compared to what I was feeling last year, which was nothing, you know? I can't think of like the last time that I've been like emotionally vulnerable like this. And as much as it sucks, like I'm going to feel so much better after this, you know? Um, It's also like yesterday it was so hot outside. Like New York is like going through and this sucks because it means the winter is going to be God awful. It was 76 degrees in Central Park yesterday. 76 it is it was november 7th how is that possible how today it is 50 degrees outside that's fuck that's fucked up that's fucked up sorry for using the f word but that's messed up really is um but yeah i'm gonna read some of your guys's answers off of the q a that i posted and thank you everyone who responded i've been getting a lot of more responses which means a lot to me because that means you guys care about my thought process what i'm doing my creative process for everything it just means a lot so someone i'm just gonna read all of them someone said fuck everything else i'm just gonna watch some movies or shows music helps too uh i agree with that <laughs> Like, literally, like, when I get a little bit too overwhelmed, I'm like, I'm going to listen to the Lady Bird soundtrack, watch Fight Club, or watch The Shining, and then I'm going to go to bed, and then my day's going to be over, and I'm going to wake up and try again tomorrow, which is true. Like, sometimes you just need to, like, you know, don't make it a habit, but at least, like, give yourself a break sometimes. I have to burp excuse me um someone says marijuana and duster you are a walking red flag but valid that's valid journaling meditation and taking myself on a date love that i do that all the time like sometimes when i'm like a bunch of i have a bunch of schoolwork i just sit down i'm like okay i'm gonna go get an acai bowl that's way overpriced but it's gonna be amazing I'm going to make a coffee, put a little nut pod creamer in it, sit down at my desk, organize as much as I can, make a little schedule, and get all my work done. And then I do it, and I get it done. Sometimes you just need to, like, make a little list for yourself of what you're going to do, as stupid as that is, even if it's, like, down to, like, okay, sit down at desk two take out, like, literally, if it's just you're going to stimulate yourself to get the work done, It'll get it'll get done if you do it that way. Someone says, the more overwhelmed I get, the less I get done, and I just go on my phone or sleep because I'm too scared to start. I get that. I was like that in high school, 100%. Even in my senior year sometimes, where like, when I, get, when I would get really overwhelmed, I would just shut down. And I would like literally just like block everyone out just to like, that was my piece, was just like, fuck you fuck everyone else like leave me alone 
and like and then I just wouldn't do anything and then I would just rot in my bed and like not do anything be on my phone and like I knew what I was doing was wrong I knew what I was doing was not getting anything accomplished but at the same time I was able to relax even though it was hurting me and my work ethic which sucks and that was probably when I was like really depressed in my junior year but like I think the best advice is to get out of that cycle is to just do what I just said like just like literally take out a journal or a piece of paper and just write yourself a list even if you don't do all of them even if you do one of them you're going to feel some sort of self-accomplishment and you're going to want to have that feeling of self-accomplishment again and then it's just going to snowball into thing after thing after thing and then you'll be in a healthy cycle of something at least um breathing crying calling someone i trust and being in a safe environment that's a very good answer and that's literally what i just said breathing and crying I just said, cried all out. And then I don't really call people when I'm in distress, but that's just me. At least I don't I, like when I'm having like a really, really bad moment. I feel like the first person I were, I, if I were to call someone would probably be my mom. Um, as fucking stupid as that is, I would call my mom because I think my mom knows me best. I think, why did I just like moan? Hello. I think I like went to like cry and then I like, it went away and I was like, uh, sorry. Um, my mom, I think if anybody knows me best, it's my mom. And that might be generic, but it's true. And my mom knows everything about me. And my mom knows when I'm feeling upset or when I'm feeling like it, like, it's just like, that would be the first person I would call would be my mom. And then probably my sister. Um, sorry for moaning. That was like really weird. I've never like done something like that. Uh, someone said, wait, I have to wipe my nose. Someone said detach. Mm, I feel that I, I do that still sometimes. Like sometimes when I'm really overwhelmed, I would just be like, like I said, fuck everybody. I'm leaving. Bye. I'll be back. And like, I literally did that last year where like, I'm like my one year ago memories will come up. And then like my last one was like at November 5th. And then all of a sudden I just like came back at like. I don't even know like when I came back. I think it was like May something. Like I literally like left Snapchat November something and then left and then like left November and then came back in May. And then like I literally like never I did not talk to anybody for that amount of time except for like one person. Um, Someone says tweeze my body hairs to calm down. That is self-harm. Trigger warning. (laughs) I don't even know if that's self-harm. That just like, that's cat. That's not funny. Don't laugh at that. Someone said something different every time. I don't feel like I fluctuate as much as I used to, but I definitely try to do something different as much as I can because if I get too much of habit because I am a creature of habit, then I start using unhealthy coping mechanisms and you know, they might not be drugs anymore, but they're definitely not helping me, you know, like doing stuff like detaching or, you know, disassociating from reality or something like that. Like try to do something different in a healthy way, such as journaling or drinking tea. I started drinking tea instead of drinking coffee and my face cleared up. So that makes me feel better. Shutting down. Real. True. Sometimes. Dance party to Disney songs. That's extremely adorable. And I love that answer. 
um someone said draw that's a great one too even if you're fucking bad at drawing like just do it and like you're gonna be proud of yourself like oh my god i drew that eye someone said sob it's real you should sob sometimes the gym yes i go to the gym whenever i'm feeling unmotivated i will go to the gym and it is like a light switch i will feel motivated in the middle of my workout and then after i go out i do a bunch of stuff and i get shit done um lay in bed and listen to music or take a breath and think of something i'm looking forward to that's a really good one as well i think thinking about your future when you're in a bad headspace or like feeling depressed can kind of be a double-edged sword where it's like oh like i'll never amount to anything and like my future is going to be really bad but if you take a breath and you think like even if you're just like imagining something like oh i'm going to be really famous at this time as long as it doesn't get to your ego just say like i'm going to like just tell yourself stupid shit like i know this sounds fucking stupid but like when i think about why i want to move out to la is i want to win an oscar one day i want to win an oscar for best written screenplay best original screenplay something like that and if i imagine it as if it's happening i know it's gonna happen and that sounds fucking stupid but that's how i deal with stress sometimes um last one is elliot smith's 1997 album either or you are a fucking psychopath but i 100 percent understand you because my top one my number one listened artist was elliot smith for the month of october so i get it goodwill hunting that was an that was elliot smith who wrote a bunch of songs in that i get you goodwill hunting's my favorite movie elliot smith life was so fucking tragic more tragic than Kurt Cobain and he's not seen enough as much as he should be um guys we're at a lot of time right now so I'm gonna end today's episode I want to thank everybody who listened and took time out of their day to listen to what I had to say thank you for listening to me almost cry for, for 45 minutes I think we're at right now thank you for listening to me almost cry um you can check out my website at www.katwisneski.com all my portfolio stuff will be on there I'm gonna my YouTube is on there on the front page. My photography, my modeling portfolio, anything you need to know about me will be on there. But on that note, I will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye.